Hello again. Welcome to Series 3 of Satisfied. The Series 3 podcasts relate to the Healthy Living Bible Study that covers the books of Colossians and Philemon in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. We're examining spiritual infections that attack us, leaving us weak and empty. The way to fight or avoid infection is to be satisfied by the truth of God we have in Jesus Christ. That gives us a strong immune system to fight and prevent infection in our hearts and minds. My heart has been satisfied by the love and truth of Jesus. I want you to come along with me and experience that too. Together we'll pursue healthy living in Christ. In today's podcast for Lesson 3, we'll look at how we can crush the Jesus is not Lord over all infection. Like a doctor, Paul listened to what was being said by the Colossians and about them. He made a diagnosis. There were infections in Colossae. One was worse than all the others, with the most damaging effects because it was not just error, it was anti-truth. I'm talking about the Jesus is not Lord over all infection. In the New Testament, Jesus is called the Lord Jesus Christ. You see that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3. Christ is his title. It comes from the Greek word Christos, which translates the Hebrew word Messiah, meaning anointed one. According to Psalm 110, verse 1, the Messiah would sit at the right hand of God and be called Lord. Jesus not only claimed this for himself, but also demonstrated that he was the Son of God who sits at God's right hand. Jesus is the Christ. He is also the Lord. Lord means master. The false teachers didn't deny that Christ came, but they dethroned him. They took him off the throne of the universe and made him something else. They denied his deity, saying that Jesus was only a man. Or, at best, that the divine spirit of God came upon the man Jesus at his baptism and left him at the cross so that only the man Jesus died. This view held that Jesus could not be fully human and fully God at the same time. Therefore, he was not the absolute Lord over all, as the gospel claimed. This Jesus is not Lord over all infection was making the Colossians deathly ill It will do the same to us. Any teaching that attacks the supremacy and deity of Christ is like meningitis because it attacks the protective covering of the brain and therefore of the mind, causing our minds to not work properly. Thankfully, we have truth found in the New Testament that crushes and prevents this most dangerous infection. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul writes the strongest statement of the supremacy and deity of Jesus as the Christ and the Lord found anywhere in the New Testament. The Greek words he used are specific for this infection, just like a doctor's prescription to treat a specific disease. There was no way those reading or listening to this letter could reasonably misunderstand anything that Paul was telling them. The prescribed treatment for this infection is the truth about Christ in three areas. One, his relationship to God. Two, 
his relationship to creation, and three, his relationship to the church. First, look at the truth about Christ in his relationship to God. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, Jesus is described as the Son, who is the image of the invisible God. He is the exact representation of God's likeness. In John chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus said about himself, He who has seen me has seen the Father. This is plainly stated. Now, we're not talking about his face, but his character. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, Paul writes that all of God's fullness dwelled in Jesus. The totality of God's powers and attributes are in Jesus. To dwell means to be permanently at home. It cannot mean to leave or to come and go. The fullness of God permanently dwells in Jesus. There is nothing missing. There is nothing more of God that they could get apart from Jesus. There is nothing more of God that we can get apart from Jesus. The second relationship Paul discussed was Jesus' relationship to creation. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, Paul writes that Jesus, as the Son of God, is the firstborn over all creation. The word firstborn refers to the one who has priority to and superiority over everything that the Father owns. Paul and the people of that time understood what it meant. We have a hard time with it. We think of firstborn as being my first child who has part of me, but not all of me. But Jesus being called firstborn refers to him being the one who had priority and supremacy over everything that God the Father owned. He inherited it all. That's what it means. Jesus also created all things. We see that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Paul didn't use the phrase all things just one time. He used it several times. All things was a specific, well-known Greek phrase understood to mean everything in the entire universe. Paul clarifies his meaning for us by saying things in heaven, things on earth, the visible and the invisible. That's all there is. Jesus is the creator. He was not created. When God created the heavens and the earth, John chapter 1 says that Jesus was there with God the Father. All things were created by him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Creation was planned by the Father, but done through the Son and for the Son. Jesus, the Son, was the master workman of creation. It was done for his pleasure. He made all these things that we know and enjoy, including our own bodies, for his pleasure. Not only is he firstborn, not only did he create all things, but Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says that Jesus holds all things together. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I have a lot of them. The phrase holds together means to cohere, like glue holds things together. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says that Jesus sustains all things by his powerful word. Christ is the controlling and unifying force in nature. He holds together the force of gravity and the nucleus of an atom. That's why I love science. It is a visible manifestation of God's creative work. You can't study any aspect of science without gaining a greater appreciation 
of our great God. The Son of God is the hands-on creator and sustainer of the universe. He is Lord of planet Earth. He is the one who will sustain it, not us. Thinking we have to save the planet, or even that we can do that, is dethroning Christ as Lord over everything. The third area of Jesus' identity is his relationship to the church. Back to Colossians chapter 1. Verse 18 declares that he is also sovereign over the church. Jesus created the church by combining Jews and Gentiles into one body of believers, and he appointed himself head of that body. He's the head of the church. But we also see in verse 18 that Christ is the first one resurrected from the dead. Those whom Jesus had healed and brought back from death received their life back in the same earthly body, only to die again. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was the first to receive a brand new body, never to die again. Paul lets the Colossians and us know that Jesus has supremacy in the resurrected life we will all receive one day. He was first in this. We will follow him. And through Jesus, God reconciles to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. That's in verse 20. We are reconciled through Jesus' physical death on the cross. Paul left no room for any teaching that the Christ Spirit came to the body at Jesus' baptism and left his body on the cross before death. It was through the Christ who died on the cross that all believers are reconciled to God. There is only one way. But the things reconciled by Christ's death on the cross are things on earth and things in heaven. Notice what is left out. Things under the earth, the invisible and demons. Those in hell are not reconciled to God. They have lost the opportunity. God does all this through Jesus so that in everything he might have the supremacy. That's verse 18. So here is the conclusion. We can firmly believe that Jesus is the Christ who is God and therefore Lord over everything. God wanted Jesus to be the Lord over everything. Lord over creation, including all angels and demons. Lord over the church. In everything, he is to be the Lord, not a Lord. I love the worship song. What a beautiful name it is. One chorus refers to Jesus as Lord, saying this, You have no rival. You have no equal. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. Jesus Christ is the Lord over all. We must choose to submit to him as Lord. He deserves it. But when are we most susceptible to this Jesus is not Lord over all infection. I think we're most susceptible when we seek to be satisfied by our own view of God. I met two women in the early 80s. Both of them had a hunger for God and spiritual things, but they couldn't accept Jesus. That was a stumbling block to them. Their thinking was, why can't I have God without Jesus? I believe in God, isn't that good enough? It wasn't until they understood that God made a certain plan. If you want the benefits of his plan, 
you are going to have to enter his plan his way. If you want your heart need for a relationship with God to be satisfied, you're going to have to go through Jesus. Both women took that step of faith, and the Holy Spirit opened their minds to understand what God's wonderful plan was. They embraced Jesus as Lord over all. Remember what Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 2? See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. A spiritual infection takes you captive to something other than Christ. The Jesus is not Lord over all infection is not only bad, it is destructive to your faith. Knowing the truth of God that you have in Jesus Christ gives you an immune system that crushes this deadly spiritual infection. Get rid of it in your thinking. Let Jesus satisfy your heart needs with his truth and his love so you can get well and stay well. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by his love.